0: I don't even know what the weather was like yesterday. I think the sun was out.
1: Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler and be still. The weather sirens are screaming, but do not fear. Tim Ayers is here and always ready to help us in times in trouble. A little later, we'll be joined by Jesse Harris to discuss Leadership Summit, but before any of that, now that they've turned in their lists of greatest fears, let's welcome in our favorite choir of 11 and 12-year-old girls, Maren and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day.
2: That might be my favorite. Well done.
1: And Tim Ayers is here. Welcome, Tim. It's good to be here. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has been a long time. Welcome back. Thanks. We're back on Facebook. Hey. Wow. It's been like two months since we've been on Facebook, so... Happy to be back. Facebook live. Yeah. The last like two months has felt, it's felt weird not being there, but it's also felt like pressure's off.
3: Yeah. Because <laughs> if you make a mistake, you can yeah. edit it out. We can edit it out. Yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah. pressure's back on everybody. So be careful. Uh, no um, mistakes. Guys, what's new? What's happening?
3: Oh man. I
1: have, I'm excited. Barry, I of, don't think any, let's just skip over. I don't think anything happened right here. What's going on? <laughs> no, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know if I'm. The
3: thing is, it's all right. We found a house. We are in the process of trying to do negotiations you found, you found and a house stuff for what? to live in for Olivia and I to live in <laughs> to yeah. as a house <laughs> yeah. for us to have. Um, Sweet. So, but we're not done yet. And I don't know whether you're allowed to celebrate until, cause it's possible something terrible it's, could happen. Yeah. And, I wouldn't, I wouldn't
0: celebrate. Until, yeah.
3: That's why. Yeah. But at the same time, we are very excited Did because you, it's like
0: our dream property. So it's,
3: like you found it. You put an offer in, yeah, like immediately. Okay, so it's <laughs> and they they sent a counteroffer. Great, we said fine, we'll accept it, and then now we're the inspection will be Wednesday this week, and uh, all right, yeah, so uh, you're a grown-up boy. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm going to be a grown-up, <laughs> grown-up boy. Uh, and so, <laughs> but
2: you really can't you can't celebrate till no after inspection you I you don't know that. it could be on a sinkhole or
1: something. I don't know.
2: It, yeah, yeah. Or probably, worst case scenario, or it termites is.
1: or whatever. So, <laughs> so what's the deal? What. What makes it your dream house? Well, where is it? Again, I I'm not gonna get
3: too overly excited about it yet, but it's it's um it, we we had been thinking maybe let's kind of get a starter home where we can like get a goat someday. Maybe that'd be like, the you know, extent- like everybody does, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, right. with their starter we, home, yeah. we both, you know, we've both been dreaming about having, uh, we want to have some land we want to have, I want to, I want to grow things. Uh, we want to have some animals that we can rescue and just give them a great life and just yeah. kind of have a, like a little mini Eden is what we've always been wondering, what, like dreaming of. Well, we thought we were going to get the starter home, but then we found this home, which was within the range of what we could afford. And it was it's the, it's the home. It's like the long-term live here for, you know, 50 years, have the grandkids come over kind of home. It's awesome. And it's all, it's old, it's run down. The the house is fine. It's adorable. The property itself is kind of run down because it's these, this couple that they're farmers. They've been farming there since she was a child. Wow. So anyway, it's awesome. We're really excited about it. So if you want to pray for us, pray that the inspection goes great. That everything goes
1: smoothly, and that we are able to move into our dream home. Great. Well, week. there's a little bit of pressure because I've learned in the last probably week that basically pastors at Grace Church are like, "You are in your house from now till kingdom come." What do you mean? Like Tim, you've <laughs> lived in the same yeah, house for forever. forever. Yeah, forever. Oh Dave yeah, they've been there. Has since, been there for since... forever. Chris Shore, who's our executive pastor, has been in his house for forever. And you just up and moved now yeah. that you're on the lead team. I'm just hopping around, man. Which so, this means you'll be
2: in that house yeah, forever. forever. At least wow. 35
1: years. So. so can't just be a starter house. You guys are like, <laughs> <laughs> you're in. That is the pattern, I guess. Um, so what are your emotions? All over
3: the map. It's like one day we're like, <laughs> like literally... Liv and I were the, the other day, we were like holding hands, walking in, in the sunlight into Lowe's to look yeah. at refrigerators, you know, and, and then to the look next, because refriger- <laughs> that's the one thing they're taking, they have a brand new oh, fridge no. and they're taking it with them. So we
2: had to do the same thing. We okay. had to get a refrigerator. It's, like moved a, thing in. Lowe's. it's a thing.
3: So anyway, we are just like, you know, sun's out, birds are chirping. It's yeah. great. We're so excited. And then the next moment we're like looking at logistics and, and finances and it's just like, oh, okay, this is going to be intense. Like it's <laughs> stressful and I'm waking up yeah. at 5am again, like stressed out. about. Then it's then things fall into place and we're feeling fine. So I don't know. It's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. There's
2: one deal breaker, like make or break. It is it gas or electric?
3: It's electric.
2: Ooh.
3: Yeah. I know stove. Everything. Yeah. Tough. Our house is all electric. Oh. Yeah, it's. But couldn't, there is a. Do it. Guess what? You'll you'll <laughs> be excited breaker. about this. No, it's not a deal breaker. Here's why, <laughs> Marin. You'll love this. One of the they have a new garage that they built in 2015, newish, that has a beautiful south facing. Roof, uh, one part of the roof is facing south, which is ideal for solar it panels. Is. You hear that, we're back
2: to that. Back to solar
3: panels. <laughs> Marin's very excited about solar
1: technology. <laughs> Tim, Tim, do you guys have solar panels on your? No, roof? we live in a woods. Yeah, probably wouldn't We
0: that would be really difficult. would yeah, like, be tough. It's absolutely. Yesterday, I don't even know what the weather was like yesterday. I think the sun was out. Yeah, <laughs> we had we had people over at, in the late, I guess, afternoon, and we had to turn lights on through the house because you couldn't see each other. It was so dark in our house. What from the woods? Yeah, wow. the woods. Was, yeah, in deep fact, in a grove. My wife has backwards light stuff because in the winter. Mm-hmm. our yeah. house is completely filled with light we have no curtains in our house except in our bedroom mm. and the house just blows up in the winter because the trees don't have leaves but yeah, in fact this year we went to England in April when we left the house was full of light and when we came back, all the trees had come out and we literally live in a cave. It's, <laughs> ser- seriously, we live in a cave. Now oh. it's fine, I suppose. But and it's beautiful. But we couldn't do solar panels. Yeah. In fact, we're <laughs> I had to buy we're buying right now. This is a really fun thing. A new grinder sump pump, you know, for, yeah. for our basement bathroom. Yeah. And my wife was explaining that the the. the she was looking online at different ones we could buy, and she kept saying Zolar, but with my bad hearing, I kept hearing solar. And finally, solar after self-pump. like two or three minutes of her explaining all these solar pumps, I go, honey, we don't have enough sun in this house to, to have a flashlight, or how are we going to fire up a grinder pump with a solar? And she goes, it's Zolar Z-O-E, not S-O. And I oh, okay.
1: I didn't realize uh, you were hard of hearing.
0: Oh, yeah. I've, I've, uh, when you've been in rock and roll, mm-hmm. yeah, mostly of the, when I owned the landscape company, um, the banging of machines. Ah. And the something that I did a lot of, which really hurt my he- ears, which I would have never figured it did, was we built lots of great big, um, retaining walls and f- like seawalls and mm. things like that. And so we would drill these holes and then slam these huge, Spikes to hold them together, and I would buy a big. Do you know what a tamp, a sod tamp is? Do who, I look like doesn't? a guy? It, <laughs>
2: who doesn't knows what know like a sod tamp is? It's like
0: a pole with a big flat
2: bottom. Oh, Maren knows what it is. A, I'm doing apparently. this for Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, <laughs> you'd, and you'd bang them down through by banging them. Well, you can imagine the sound. Of and I the... bet nobody wore hearing protection because it wasn't. Manly enough, or wasn't even
3: considered.
2: It probably wasn't, a I wasn't
0: even a thing. No, I wore. Wasn't hearing, I did wear hearing protection more than anybody else I knew, but by the time I got around to hearing protection, it was too, too late. Ship <laughs> sailed. Too late. Too little. <laughs> and now I wear. The, I have one on now. If I'm kidding, yeah. no. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, it. Yeah, I have hearing problems. Hmm. It's all like. um people's voices in a crowded restaurant kind of problems that you can't hear. Yeah, I can't sit at a table in a loud, you know when uh-huh. like all the restaurants now have absolutely nothing to stop the noise from banging around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm t- that's terrible
1: for me. Your worst nightmare.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, it's not so. my worst nightmare, but <laughs> it's number
2: 4 on his list of fears Loud restaurants. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Marin, what's up with you? What's nil?
2: You know, we did a lot of tamping this weekend. Um, that's how I knew what that was. Yeah. We put a fire pit in our yard. Over so oh, the course of looks two awesome. weekends, my in-laws came out, and my father-in-law's a roofer and a bricklayer by trade, so he knew just what to do carving out this square mm-hmm. of So it
1: looks great, because it's not just a... Fire pit, it's no, like a whole patio set up.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a patio with chairs around it and a fire pit in the middle. And did
1: you guys put a fire in Now we have
2: it? it forever. Yeah, Jed and the kids did. I was not home Saturday night for the inaugural fire, hmm. but they had a little fire on a very hot night, so the kids were <laughs> stuffed. They didn't, oh my goodness. We, I can't believe we never did this before. We finally made what's called Arachera. It's a skirt steak street taco. That mm. like we used to have all the time at church gatherings in Chicago. We there's restaurants that serve it. I can't believe we never tried to do it ourselves. What is it? It's a skirt steak. That's it. That, but you do it Mexican oh, style right. and then you grill it, um, and it's just the tenderest, most wonderful thing that will ever happen to you hmm. possibly in your whole life. <laughs> oh. um, my mother-in-law I need, and I are I a really a lot good. Of team. Tender things
1: happen to me in my
0: life. So we Let's, we tag teamed okay. making it skirt steak then. Three children, the babies coming. That's not- I'm telling time. you. Okay. I mean-
2: uh, Tacos first. <laughs> tacos first, always. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We just had a really fun weekend. Family out.
1: So- It's good times. The picture Jed sent with this completed yes. fire pit was of the fire pit, but also your kids in the background who looked like they were doing work, but Desi was just kind of like holding a rake. <laughs> Did they contribute to this project? Was that or was it, staged? Was that like a staged what was, photo? What was happening?
2: You know, so there was there were two phases of this project. There was the me and Jed were out of town, yeah, and the kids helped the grandparents. I am told that there was zero complaining and that the children were enthusiastic and you know just the greatest helpers <laughs> yeah. possible. And of course, Jed and I couldn't believe that that could right. possibly be true. But I think that they're different people for the grandparents. Are they good hmm. workers? Jaden? Oh, yes. Yeah. Desi's not much for the physical labor. She's yeah. a great babysitter. When, when she's Rough and doing, tumble. There it is. <laughs> when she's doing something she likes, of course she's like all in. Yeah. But when she's doing something that involves like a bead of sweat rolling down her forehead, <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. 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 Not good. But I'm excited. We have it. Cool. Forever now. Yeah.
1: Well,. Just in time. It's 95 degrees
2: outside. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Just no, I'm, in time. I'm pumped. I, I can't wait to go see it.
2: Are you coming on Friday?
1: He keeps uh, doing this thing
2: where I call it like Jed invites every man he's ever met. That's what it seems like. He is, like, you know, I was one who went to yeah. all three campuses, so he just knows people from everywhere. Great. So he'll invite, like, one guy from that campus and one guy from that campus, and I'm like, does it not bother you that none of these people know each other at all? No, it's no, fine. No, it yeah. doesn't bother him at all. Yeah, Have it'll a be a great, great time, y'all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Tim, what's up with you? It's been uh, a while. Anything new? Oh,
0: yeah, but you know what's going on right now? The Tour de France is going on. So, and my wife and I got to say, this makes this woman even cooler. And I I know that I've talked about her a lot, but this woman knows all the teams and the writers on the teams. And so when we're watching, that's cool. It's way cool because we watch, we, we record it in the morning when they do the whole thing. And then in the evening we burst through the commercials and stuff, but she is like on it and she knows like yesterday was today's arrest day and yesterday was supposed to be a long sort of flat stage where the sprinters were supposed to go at the end but a big wind came along and it broke the peloton up and the, the they had to go into what's called echelons and she was just like she was on it with what was <laughs> happening and I it just thrilled me <laughs> Did I had no that, idea. Don't you Tyler, don't you get really emotionally invested every time a, a
2: Peloton, Peloton turns
3: into an echelon?
2: All the time. <laughs> hey, I listen, don't know guys, what either
0: of those things uh, mean. I don't either. <laughs> it's it's so that recycling is so beautiful and so, so hard and so people have no idea how amazing it is. And they I
1: have an idea. I rode my bike to Broad Ripple this past weekend what? and my legs are still tired. I'm stunned. Do you have so I have a, I have a perfectly good <laughs> yeah. idea. Do you have a uh, so, does she
0: ride though? Yes, and in fact, I didn't. Know if, did I talk to you guys about this? She has a bike that's just a regular bike, but last year I bought an e-assist. Did I talk about that? Uh, you, I heard you about it because I know re- I heard remind it. Remind us, refresh our memory. It's a bike that has an electric motor in the oh, yeah. back, and yes, yes, and yes. you have to pedal it and you have to work. But on a full charge, that thing will go four hours at twenty miles an hour, and that means that I can ride. My workouts with her, great, wow, and that gives us sometimes two hours of time together. Now she doesn't ride it all the time, but when she's on it, mm. I mean, it's like a Mary Poppins bike. She picked it out, and we had a it cruiser? built for her. Yeah, it's a beautiful bike, though, and but it rocks, and so I can. I mean, she can ride me into the ground. Great, and uh, Do I you, love, are you
3: able to talk when
0: you're yeah, zipping yeah, at twenty miles per hour? Or Uh it depends. You can. Are you a headphones guy? Oh, no. Gosh, no. You never, <laughs> no, no. Nobody should wear headphones while riding a bike. Because, really? No, because you need to hear the cars coming. You need oh. to know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, of course. On. And and in a Peloton, everybody's talking to each other about what's... I mean, you don't really about have... About their comments. feelings? No no, oh, no, no, no. You're saying things like... You're giving, there's lots of signals, but you're telling each other whether their car's coming. You let each other know how you're going because it's a, like a, almost like a ballet when it's working. It's so cool. I know that people think it's stupid that I'm so into it, but I know. No, am, I don't think it's I stupid. Am, I just I don't, don't understand it. I think it's it. stupid
2: that Tyler's so into games, not that you're <laughs> so into bikes.
0: I rode. How uh, dare you? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was loud. That was really loud. Yeah, well, I knew I would be here today, so I rode this morning at 6 o'clock. I got 26 miles in this morning. What? Wow. Oh, my goodness. But that's, wow. a, that's like a
1: short ride you know that's like a short ride well like I said I rode (laughs) my bike from Glendale to South Broderpool with Milo on my back oh well that's yeah And my back is killing
0: me oh yeah that's
1: not yeah that's because he's sitting in one of those seats behind me and like every time he like says like what's that and like moves his head over the bike almost falls over (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's that's Fine. That's fine. I mean,
1: that's different than what I do. Yeah.
0: I, I, oh, it's not the same and, thing. No, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's real. It's life. Is yeah. it,
3: Tyler does yours with the uh, with the child seat. Does that have an electric assist that goes twenty I miles wish, per hour? Man,
0: I need hey, to file one of those. I guarantee you should on, ride one. I've ridden hers. It's a trip. It, it's a trip that when you start to ride and you're pedaling and you're working, but it's going so fast Yeah, and you can control, you know, how much assist it is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That sounds great. It is great. It's been great for us because it's given us time together. Yeah. If I wanted to go out and ride like 40 miles, that's two hours and 15, two hours and a half, depending on traffic. and And so she can ride that with me. Yeah. 40 miles. Yeah, I was talking to John Wright the other day, and he's like, "Is I, I love John Wright, but he's like, I said, did you ride this winning? He goes, Yeah, how far? Two hundred miles. Was, whoa, whoa. What? 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 What?
3: He's the he heads up our conquest, or he's one of the guys that guys, heads up yeah. the the conquest cycling wow.
0: group. Yeah. That's
2: amazing. That, yeah. yeah,
0: he's he's um, two hundred, he, huh? He and Eric Carlton, uh, Liz. Oh, yes, yeah. Dad mm-hmm. are freaks of nature. I'm just going to put it out there. They're freaks of nature. I don't like driving
1: 200 miles. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, last time we saw you, well, you've kind of had like a pseudo uh, sabbatical, right? I didn't really have a no. okay. <laughs> Well, it's did you right. go anywhere, though? Did, uh, did, yeah. You went to England,
0: right? I we went to England for three weeks, and then it was important that I be here mm-hmm. um, for things that were going on. And then. We did go to the lake, uh, our lake house for two weeks and we're going back in August. So yeah, I did. A little bit of time off, but. Yeah, I had three weeks in England. Yeah. Um, That was remarkable. It was a remarkable time and we hit it perfectly for the weather. Everything was in bloom the whole time we were there. Mm. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really remarkable time. And then uh, the time at the lake was early. It was in June. We don't usually go that early, but because I thought I was going to be on sabbatical, we'd booked it. And, um, it was, it are North enough that they were still putting the docks in when we were there. So like nobody was on the lake and the whole time we were there, the wind never picked up. It was about 68 to 72 degrees in the afternoon at the heat of the day. And it would go down to where you had to wear sweatshirts in the evening. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Deal, I, I don't know if you've ever been on a dead, empty, f- glass flat lake. Where that's eleven miles long in a boat that'll just rocket, but man, was that cool! <laughs> yeah, just to get, you just get the boat up and just fly and just feel the wind in your hair and not have to worry too much because there's nobody there. Yeah, and, and I've not had that mm. experience before. In you know, I've been going there since I was eighteen, mm. and so since yeah. I met Jennifer, so mm. yeah, never had that experience.
1: Well, what about you, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, so. Um, Milo's turning two this weekend. It's insane. Can, Can you believe, believe that? Your wow. wife just posted a picture today of him. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, so the... the, the
3: it's, <laughs> I just realized Barry, what the picture just, uh, Barry, that picture was. I didn't amazing. say anything. I didn't say <laughs> I anything. That was amazing. She so, posted it on social media. My wife
1: uh, is pregnant.
3: <laughs> woo! woo the the nurse.
1: Nurse. Yay! Yay.
3: <laughs> I didn't say anything.
2: Uh,
1: yeah, so I we didn't. posted a picture of Milo holding the... What is it? The, uh, the
2: Ultrasound pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, guys, come
1: on. Uh, And so, yeah, she's pregnant. Milo's turning two. That's amazing. We've been doing this podcast for two years. He was like just born when we started this thing. Wow. (laughs) Oh, we got to. I'm worried about that. Uh, So, yeah, he's turning two and, um, a lot of sad dad moments the past few weeks. Like a lot of the things, you know. It's like one year ago, picture of him and he's like not even, I think he wasn't walking this time last year. He was like just learning to walk, maybe taking a couple steps, but. And now
3: he's like, dad, you don't understand me. Yeah. (laughs) This house house is a nightmare. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Uh, But now he's like super into Toy Story. He's like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And it's going to be a Toy Story birthday party and man. I'm just a sad dad over here.
2: You know, something occurred to me this week during service as I sat across the auditorium at the Fisher's campus from my kids. Because all the merged students, all the high school students, sit together in a group, which is great. I did yeah. the same thing when I was a teenager. But it occurred to me from here on out to have my children sit next to me in church will be a privilege.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the exception, not the rule.
2: Because now they have their group. And then they'll go to college and then they'll come home from college and maybe they'll sit next to mom and dad. Maybe they won't. So I had some sad mom moments. You could always
3: encourage them to be more like me. I didn't really have a friend group, so I just sat with my parents all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I will encourage Jaden to be more like you. (laughs) Look, man, Barry didn't have friends. so He's fine. He turned out all right. Do you guys talk about this as a family? We talk about everything as a family. We do. We do. And they roll their eyes at me mostly. Mostly lately well, like what what are they I think everything that I have to say is the dumbest thing Desi's ever heard lately <laughs> that's that's where we're at
3: well <laughs> if he just if he just said things that were smarter <laughs> she she would be she'd be down with that I'm sure
1: so yeah happy birthday to Milo and actually he I don't think he knows it's his birthday but last night I was putting him to bed and he just started singing happy birthday <gasps> <gasps>
2: Maybe. I he think, might have heard somebody talk about like, but I don't think he knows plans, what that means, a birthday party. He
1: He's saying happy birthday. And then he looked at me and he goes like he was blowing out me as a candle.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> After he was done singing. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah. So happy birthday to him. Guys, we have a guest. Hi. Jesse Harris is here with Woo! us today. Yay! Welcome back, Jesse, friend of the pod. This Thanks. is your second appearance on Between Sundays. Welcome back. I feel special. Last time you were here talking about something, and now you're here talking about something, something because else. you're in a completely yeah. different role. And <laughs> what's going on? What, what what brings you here today?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I am the event manager for the summit this year.
1: Leadership Summit. Yeah. All right.
4: We're excited.
1: So this is uh this is something we've been doing at Grace for like fifteen years, maybe longer, longer. twenty years.
0: Yeah. Um, I know it's been longer than two thousand and four because I know this that's a year I remember the summit well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fact, it's kinda <laughs> I mean, cryptic, but when well, we yeah. first
3: started they had to they had to bring the VHSs
1: of the service via horse <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> down from Chicago. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So, we've been doing this for a long time. Long time. And it's every year in August. It's hosted by it's hosted by a Willow Creek mm-hmm. uh is it Willow Creek Church or is it Willow Creek something else?
3: The the Global Leadership Summit and the organization is now called, I don't know, they've changed We're it. Super Global positive.
4: Leadership Network. Yeah, Global thank you. Global okay.
3: Leadership Network is the new name of the organization that hosts or that
1: runs the summit, summit. and it's hosted at Willow Creek Church. Yeah. So what, for people who have never attended this thing, I've been a couple times, but I've only been because I've been here mm-hmm, on yeah. staff for people who have never been, what, what's the experience of attending a summit? Like what, what happens there?
2: I've only gotten to attend one time and mm-hmm. it was because i working here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but what I was surprised by was I would sit in on, what do you call them? A lecture, kind of like a Ted talk mm-hmm. sort of thing. A yeah. session. I'd sit in on a session and I'd be like man, that was really cool. I don't see how the next one could even be like nearly as cool. And then it would be, or even cooler. It was just like, wow, I felt like I got so much out of. I They they give you a notebook. I don't know if mm-hmm. we're still doing all that, but they give you a notebook and I just wrote and wrote and wrote during these these talks, during these sessions. It felt like, yeah, it felt like the most... Useful and empowering information mm-hmm. um, in terms of leadership. Yeah. If they, that makes any sense. They
3: bring in a, a whole range of business leaders and church leaders and big name people. There's always one or two really big name people they interview and they do some people do talks and some people do short little things. It's just kind of all over the right. map. It's different every year. It's
0: different every year, but
3: it's always focused on leadership. And what we've discovered is it tends to, there tend to be themes that emerge, even if they mm-hmm. aren't intentionally crafting mm-hmm. them, themes emerge that are like really, really applicable to what we're going through as a church mm-hmm. or what we're going through individually. So.
4: Yeah. They've given us a couple of previews of what themes we'll see this year. One of them, uh, negotiation, mm. uh, which I have a feeling will probably be, a topic of Chris Voss, who is a former FBI negotiator. Oh, that sounds cool. Um, So that one, uh, that'll be really interesting. Will it tell me how
2: to like get my tables and chairs for cheaper from Facebook marketplace? (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, it'll tell you how to get your kids to sit with you in church.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So change management, I think, is one. Um, And then risk taking Uh, which is one of the big ones that I'm excited about. Uh, Zha Zhang, um, if I had to think of a speaker that I'm most looking forward to hearing what they have to say, um, he has been really intriguing uh, to me. He's got a a book about um, facing the fear of rejection. Mm. And I think he's gonna talk about that and how that has translated in his life. And he's got a whole YouTube series of how he... He recognized within himself that he um, feared being rejected. And so he set out on this 100-day venture to basically set himself up for um, for, for failure, failure, to be rejected.
3: Yeah. And no one's watched any of his videos yet.
4: So <laughs> no, they have. No, shows, like, he has lots of views. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. That would be... They're, yeah. they're hilarious you should look them up sometime um i've watched a few of them but yeah he just realized within himself this is debilitating to me in my professional life my um, personal life and i really want to overcome this fear of rejection and so he just decided i'm gonna basically set myself up for rejection for a hundred days and this is going to help me get through this. And one of his videos, he walks into a donut shop and asks the lady, it's all of these, most of them outlandish ideas of like, they would never agree to that. Of course they're going to reject him. So he walks into this donut shop and he says, um, I'd like to place an order and I want the donuts to be interlinked like the Olympic rings and iced to <laughs> to represent them and he's like totally setting himself up she's going to say no and she doesn't and she sits down with him and starts to sketch out what he wants and so he finds
1: What it, in the world? Yeah.
4: It's just crazy. <laughs> so anyway, he has lots of videos out there about um how he faced rejection and I think his talk will be really interesting. He sounds funny and intriguing. Cool.
1: So, um this is August eight and nine, mm-hmm. and Grace Church is hosting it. So if you if you do attend, you're you're invited to come and spend the two days at we're having it in our South Auditorium at 146th Street. Yes, is that right?
4: That's correct. And
1: uh, what's the deal if you're if you're someone who attends Grace Church? What's the deal for you if you want to go? Is yeah. What's the price? Like what's what's involved there?
4: So um, perks of being um, a Grace Attender is um, if you volunteer, you've got a discounted ticket for 119. $119 and there's lots of different ways that you can volunteer. It helps us, um, to provide a great experience for not only us, but those who are coming in and maybe have never set foot in a church before. So yeah. that's a so big It's part. your
1: chance to kind of be the host alongside great staff and other volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think, so if you, if you're a business leader, if you work at a company that You know, you're trying to build your team culture or something, or if you're just an individual, this sounds like there's, we have space for you. So if, is it possible to like reserve space or is that not happening anymore?
4: Reserving space for a group?
1: Yeah. So like, I want to bring my team. Can we like have breakout sessions and go meet somewhere in your church? Like, does that still happen or are we not doing that?
4: We're closing in on the deadline for it, but if you contact me within the next week, I'll make it happen for you. So
1: if I want tickets, where do I go?
4: gracechurch.us slash summit.
1: Yeah. And what is the deadline? Is there a deadline to go to the summit at all or just the deadline for room reservations?
4: You can walk in on summit day and um, make it happen. But as far as room reservations, yeah, it'd be good to contact me in the next week or (laughs) so. JesseH and
1: gracechurch.us. Are you guys all going to the summit this year? Yes, sir. Yes. I will not be there. I'll be out of town.
2: I will take notes for you. Thanks.
1: Yeah. That, uh, I've always enjoyed it. It's one of those things that it's two full days and you feel like your your brain is tired after the two days, but it's always something that I walk away with like five things mm-hmm. that I could start doing right now that will improve myself mm-hmm. as a follower of God, but also somebody who's just like a, who cares about my, my own personal health and like my career. Like mm-hmm. if I want, if I care about a healthy career, like this is a, this is a great opportunity. So anything else we got to know, Jesse?
4: No, come out. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of energy in the building when there are like minded people gathered together in one space who want to better themselves as yeah. individuals, as leaders in our homes and community. Cool. Yeah.
1: All right. GraceChurch.us slash summit is where you can go to get your tickets. Thanks for joining us, yeah, Jesse.
4: Thanks for having me. See you at the summit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See ya. All right. So, Tim, let's talk about your sermon because as she was talking about, uh, the guy talking about his uh, fear of rejection. I just added that to my list of fears, but you spoke, <laughs> um, you spoke on Psalm 46. Yes. And how God is there for us when we are fearful, um, how he is, he is the, basically the God who cares about us when we are, when we are scared. Um, can you kind of give us a big idea or, um, kind of rehash maybe what you talked about for anybody who may have missed it or hasn't seen it online yet.
0: Well, the the psalm itself was used as a psalm of, so, oh, I wouldn't say celebration, but it was a, a psalm of confidence so that they would sing it to be reminded that they were not alone and that God was with them and that he was, there's a lot of emphasis that I didn't talk about on the the whole notion that God created everything in the house Bible. Every time it says world, it's actually the, the Eratz word, the word that is earth. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And there's a lot of stuff related to this between this Psalm and God having made things, made the world or earth Mm -hmm. made the space where we live. And so he's in charge of it. And the psalm was primarily used to sort of jerk their chains so they would remember that they don't have anything to fear. Really in the end, God is in control of everything. So I, th- I tried to, I didn't talk like that necessarily. I didn't think I needed to go down the, the doctrine of creation route. Mm-hmm. In this Cause I wanted to make it as personal as possible. And, because the truth is the psalm itself is for the nation of Israel, but I don't think there's any problem in us applying its message to us as individuals. Hmm. They, they would never have, the Jews at the time would never have been fearful of, say, losing their identity in, like having their identity taken away from them. Or yeah. All the things that we worry about as individuals, they were so integrated into a community that unless they just did something horrendous they would never be rejected out of a family or out of the the out of the world in which they lived we are constantly their whole thing was to find ways to to be connected to one another deeper in a deeper and deeper way. Ours is exactly the opposite. We go, <laughs> yeah. uh, we we do everything we can to separate ourselves from our families and to be individuals and to make it on our own and all of these things. And so their fears never have anything to do with that. If you look carefully, they're always worried about a a tornado, you know, a cyclone coming because they're not going to have any idea that a cyclone is going to come or an earthquake. That's a big thing in their yeah. world. And they're really were worried about other nations just rolling through and destroying everything because mm. that happened all the time. And so they're not they're not thinking like individuals. That would not have preached. <laughs> it yeah. would have been I mean I would have been doing really great literary criticism but yeah. I wouldn't have been preaching. So I didn't even talk about the verses where it talks about there is a city with a river that runs through mm-hmm. it and all that stuff. and there's all these different ideas about what that mm-hmm. is and I just skipped it. And I was surprised when they gave Maggie the scripture to read here at 146th Street. They skipped it. I don't even I don't know why. <laughs> wow. they, they just gave her what I actually talked about. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> so yeah.
1: Um so a couple things. One, I I can't imagine what it would be like to not know that a tornado's coming. Right. Like I have no idea other than what the weather looks like. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Well, uh I, there there was an an issue I think it was last year where like it was batting down the hatches there's bad weather. And so, you know, the local news breaks in, but it breaks in over, like, the Bachelor finale or something. And there was just an uprising <laughs> yeah. of people. It's like, get off the TV. I'm watching Bachelor. So it's like and the then, stuff that's trying to, like, help us yeah. be safe. Like, you brought up the siren. We just kind of, right. like, it's like a nuisance
2: almost. I feel like I'd be way more afraid way more often. Because <laughs> if the sky is, like, a greenish yellow, I start to get a little afraid. Yeah, But if I don't have an alert... On my phone or coming across the TV, I'm like, we're all going to be fine. There's no tornado warning.
0: My childhood childhood was that Uh, weather prediction was really in its infancy when I was a kid. I'll never forget um, that I was probably in the fifth grade and I sat on the hood of our car and watched this massive storm going through the north sky. And had no idea that what was happening was that towns like Rooshville and Anderson and places like that were getting wiped off the map. And and it was just up the road. And Mm. yet there was no way for us to know that because there was no... That was yeah. just nothing. Right. The weather report was mostly what the temperature had been. They didn't have yeah. like AccuDoppler 3000 right. live. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Your nothing TV like turns
2: no. into stripes of color. Yeah. No. Going I, have,
0: I have a distinct memory of being a baseball. Have I told this story before? But how the, that we're playing baseball and all of a sudden the star, sky darkens up and a tornado came through the, where we were playing and my coach grabbed me and two other boys and threw us on the ground and laid on us. And I watched a tornado come through and take out the, <laughs> oh the, oh the uh, it took out the um, snack place, you know, the, not the snack place. <laughs> yeah. What do you call yeah uh, You know, yeah. food yeah. place. And, and, and I, I looked out from under his arms and I kept thinking even, you know, I kept thinking I didn't really. You know how you think maybe I didn't really experience it. Yeah. When he died, when that man died, the coach, they asked me to do his funeral, and the infield of that team, he kept us together for four, five years. He kept the same five kids together. And at his funeral, the two other boys that were underneath him came up and to me and said, "Do you remember when?
2: Ah. when yeah. So and,
0: it wasn't made up. But the point of it is that there was no hint. Yeah." in our world yeah, there might be storms like that because people just didn't know I mean we just didn't have the that's crazy it was the beginning well, of weather you guys nowadays so like, spoiled yeah so yeah.
1: I, I, I know we do the music thing but I think we're gonna start a different segment yeah. when Tim comes that's just gonna be called I'm gonna have a soundbite for this It's just like have I told the story before
2: <laughs> I love it <laughs> yeah.
0: well I worry about that because you know I live with people who tell me the same not I don't live that's my that's my wife <laughs> My wife does not tell me the same story. But There's people in, in my house. There are people in my life who tell me the same, same greatest hits story over and yeah. over. Yeah, and I don't want to be that guy. No, you do not be that, that guy.
2: That Sometimes the story yeah. is worth being retold. Yeah.
0: Sometimes, but I don't ever think of my life as being worth retelling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: okay, real quick, getting back to the whole existential dread thing, uh, you... Talked. I think you might have mentioned locusts at one point. It got me think. Did you mention that in your yeah, sermon? Yeah, said okay. an,
0: and, in, a sudden infestation. Sure. So you've got you've That's got locusts. You've fear. got weather issues,
3: earthquakes, and then invading armies that could be right over that next mountain. You just wouldn't know. And all of that got me thinking. To be in a culture, a subsistence agriculture culture, where you literally, what you grow first of all is already really hard to grow things right. and get. Enough that you can eat throughout the rest of the year because you get like a Mm. harvest. But then to have at any moment, it could all be gone. Mm. There could be a fire. There
0: could be a, you know. You know, there are there is some place in the Bible where it goes, in the spring when armies go to war, yeah. it says that. Yeah, well, yeah. the reason that, or whatever it's, uh, whatever month or something, well, the reason they went to war then was because they knew everybody had taken in their harvest. Mm. And uh, so they would plumber. be able to just, they never, they never worried about feeding themselves because they just stole it from everybody as they moved through. Yeah, And if they didn't have enough people to carry their stuff for them, they'd just steal the people and take all their animals and everything. And this is the way armies worked back then. Mm. And, and, and they they paid the soldiers through uh, plunder. Yeah. You get paid by what you pick Steel. up along the way. Mm. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's so such a different world. Well, the be- other interesting thing too is that whenever you read in the Bible, we say coming on the clouds. We keep saying that coming on the clouds. Mm-hmm. Well, we always think of that as in the air. That's not what that is. The coming on the clouds is the dust on the ground mm. that the soldiers make as they're coming the army makes a big cloud of dust as it's coming mm. they could see it coming and then they knew they were in trouble but until they saw that yeah. they didn't know anybody was coming like yeah.
3: that well it's just it to me it speaks to why the the dichotomy of chaos and order is such a big one and especially in the old testament but in scripture in general, general yeah. where we don't necessarily see our world in chaos and order we might think good and evil, we might have our different ways of looking, but you look at this Psalm and you think of it in the lens of the chaos of the unknown that could hit you yes. at any moment and the order that comes from a God who created everything, yes. suddenly it gives a new perspective on
0: what what they're singing about. I'm I'm reading Paradise Lost right now. Your favorite. Yeah. And and uh, I'm rereading it, I guess that would be the right word. But there, I just read the part where when all the, the Angels who fall out of heaven are now—they've fallen into hell—and they they realize that they've been really their butts have been kicked, and they're now all in this space, and they're miserable. And they're making their plot about what to do to get back at God for what He'd done. Some want to go to war, and some some of them want to do this and that. But the guy that wins is he. His his point is: Why don't we just figure out where this place is where He's going to make man and introduce introduce that which is now the most a uh, prevalent aspect of hell which is chaos. Hmm. And we're going to introduce chaos into the order that God naturally brings into the world. And you know what? It's it's here's it's an interesting thing I've been mean, thinking about it just since I read it last night. I've been mean, thinking about it today is that we constantly are talking about the image of God wanting to bring heaven to earth. Yeah. Well, that's exactly the same thing that they are doing in that story is mm. they're bringing hell to mm. earth. Yeah. And so it's going to constantly be a picture of the, the world is always going to be either going towards chaos or towards yeah. order because those are the two ends of the spectrum that really matter in the spiritual world.
1: Mm. Mm. So there, you brought up the... We've been talking every week in this series, Honest to God, about who's writing these psalms or, um, you know, there are other psalms that say like for the choir director or in the in the right. tune of what's the Doe of, of the dawn. <laughs> of the dawn. Uh, this one had a unique uh, yeah. message, too. Can you kind of rehash what what? That yeah, was. it
0: says, uh, according to Almuth, and I have to tell everybody, I mispr- in the first service at five, I mispronounced Almuth. And the reason was I'd just been looking at my phone before the service, and I saw it was looking at something about Altmont, which was the <laughs> place where the Rolling Stones hired, the, the, they'd hired oh. the Hells Angels to yes. be the guards. And, and it was uh, related to something that I was reading about that. And so I got <laughs> up and when I got to Altmont, <laughs> I said Altmont. And I know, I know. Okay. All you who are great Hebrew scholars, I, I'm sorry. Did you catch yourself in the moment
1: or?
2: Oh yeah,
0: I yeah. felt it come right oh, out of Oh, that's my,
2: amazing. Uh, uh, and all uh, you who are great Rolling Stone scholars, <laughs> did you have a good laugh?
0: Yeah. That is but brilliant. It's, yeah, I did a lot of looking <laughs> at that word and a lot of sources and it keeps coming up that it just Simply means uh, it's a f- in the feminine form, and it means uh, young girls who are um, at the right stage to be married. And uh,
2: yeah, and it was written for them to sing. to sing,
0: which it's not. There's no place else that's out, that's asked for that. This no is other, the only.
2: It's the psalm? only other
0: psalm that says that. The word is only. This is interesting too in the Hebrew translations of the New Testament, which is backwards from the Greek. Guess what word they use for Mary when they talk about Mary? Is uh they use that same word for Mary? Al-ma- when they go, yeah, when they go back to the Hebrew, when they read Isaiah about her. No, no, I don't think so. I think that they may be. It may be. I don't know. I didn't look at that, but it it is. In, and like the a, Virgin will conceive that one. Yeah. Or, well, when, when they talk, when you. When they later were translating back from the Greek into the Hebrew, they used that word. Oh, right. But that could be... I think it's only in the text twice.
1: Gotcha. So, the unique part about that, having these girls read it, well, there's a couple things. One, that was pretty... Well, sing it. Yeah, sing it. So, that that was pretty uh, extraordinary to have that kind of message yes be some, sung or communicated that way some scholars will say it's
0: little boys like in choirs cuz they wouldn't have had girls sing it the word is pure is clearly feminine though. Mm-hmm. so I, I don't you know i don't want to get in a big fight and if if there's some scholar that thinks i'm crazy with this one but i really spent a lot of time thinking about it before i went public on that one yeah and and i think it's true i think yeah. it's true
1: and the other Unique part is that you kind of related it like a weather siren. I did. That um, Maggie, who is the host, host assistant. Is that what we're saying? Host assistant. Sounds good. At 146th street. She's She's, she's 11. Youth host. host. Yeah. Youth host. Uh, She's, she's 11 or 12 years old. This is the person that like 12. Yeah. I asked her. Yeah. Your ears would perk up if you hear this type of message coming from a person like that. Right. Well, that was what I was thinking,
0: because there's not really any general historical record of girls' choirs in the temple. Yeah. <laughs> Especially girls that age, because if you read about the life of a girl that age in that world, it's not got much to do with
1: with worshiping anyway. Yeah.
0: And, and let alone having a choir of them.
1: Yeah. And so yeah. you said it's kind of like the weather siren going off at 10 p.m., on a Wednesday or something like you're paying attention.
0: Yeah. I think the point of it was to make, to make them pay attention. Yeah.
1: And and to,
0: it's such a celebratory or confident Psalm to have the least, the, if you want to talk about in the whole of their culture, the people who have the least amount of, um, what would be the right word? They're not respected generally Mm -hmm. as people who are going to tell you anything important, Hmm. but to have them say it, forces people to to listen yeah yeah
1: um and the message ultimately is be still right mm-hmm. because god is god and god god's gonna take care of this god's gonna he's he's going to take care of what we're fearful right. of
0: it's interesting that it says be still and know that i am god and by the way in the Septuagint when it says, I am God, it's a go e me, which is exactly what Jesus says when he is asked, <laughs> you know, who, mm. you know, that, what, does, what he Who says? do you say that I am? Yeah, he says, who do they say that he is a go me, which is right straight out of that. But oh. anyway, he's, be still and know that I'm God. And then it does the two, it says, and I'll be what? I'll be honored by the nations or the, the nations, which they're worried about innovating and i will be honored in the and the word says earth
3: Mm. er, er, Mm. earth. throughout the earth yeah yeah
0: and and boom those are the two big things they worried about now i it if he was if that song was being written to us it would be different issues but he still is in charge of them
2: yeah yeah i read somewhere that where it says be still that that was the same thing that jesus said to the waters when they were... I'd have to look at that. ...troubled and roaring. Oh, we just have to look
0: at the Septuagint. We could look at the Septuagint and...
2: But I thought that was fascinating that you're That's talking the, about... the
3: Greek translation of the Old Testament that was probably used by the apostles and Jesus himself. Well, right. pull
2: out your Septuagint. I've got Let's right find here. out. it. What? <laughs> 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 but that you were talking about weather, sirens, and danger, and here we see a depiction of weather... Going crazy and scaring the people. Right. And he calms, he orders the winds and the waves to be still.
0: Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that. And I thought it was That's cool. Fascinating. I, I, that's great. That's because a great angle. If he's
2: telling me to be still, I've heard that my whole life. Be still and know that I am God. And it makes me feel like just sitting still, which is incredibly boring to a child <laughs> in big church. mostly
0: got to do with quit. Working so hard at what you're trying to do.
2: Yes. So you said, let me make sure I quote you right. Um, cease striving or stop fighting or relax, drop your hands. Right. All of that was like, oh, oh. So that made a whole lot more sense to me. It, it just took the message deeper than just be still. And that's what had me go to Mark 4 with Jesus and the wind and the waves. Right. Uh, How did they obey him? They, they, stop they stop striving. Stri-
0: yeah. Mm. It also can mean to lower your hand and let the tool in your hand drop to the ground. Mm. So, mm.
3: Or the sword, in this case, if you've got the all the enemies pouring into your yes. nation and then God breaks the bow and snaps the spear and burns the shields with fire, then you don't have right. to fight. Mm.
0: You're not fighting them. He's doing it for you. He's fighting for you. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion about what all those words
1: actually mean. Really? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah,
0: but that's a that's a fine translation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned this when you when we first started talking about this, but I heard from a number of people one thing about this sermon. Cause I, I was we didn't get to attend services because Milo had a fever, so we were <clears throat> streaming. And I was coming I was coming in in and out from that, but uh I heard one thing about this sermon, and it is wow, what a great sermon. It is amazing what I learn when Tim is vulnerable. And you you said at the beginning that you wanted to make this personal. You wanted to make it a personal, you, you kind of ignored parts of the Psalm to make it kind of a, an intimate or personal and meaningful thing to you, right? Well,
0: I always feel like if my job is threefold, it's to figure out what it means and then what it means to me. And then to figure out the best way to tell other people what it means to me. Yeah. Um, I, if I don't, if it doesn't, if I don't know what it means, then I shouldn't talk about it. And if I don't, if it doesn't mean anything to me, I shouldn't talk about it. Mm. And if I don't do the hard work of figuring out the best way to say what I believe that it means to me, to them, then I'm wasting their time. And so that's.
1: Um, yeah, but you did. I mean, you may you communicated your list of things that you were very yeah. currently like thinking about or fearful well, of. But
0: think about how unpastoral it would have been if I'd have got done and said, "And all those fears <laughs> you're carrying around, you need to take care of them." Because and and I didn't. Yeah. it didn't connect in any way. And the other thing is that I'm at a at a really unusual stage in my life where I can talk about things. But most of my fears resonate with people my age. Mm-hmm. But th- it's not like I'm. I don't threaten people who are younger by talking about my fears because they're they're different. And
2: But don't underestimate that people that are younger have those fears. I, I think they well they may have some of
0: them but they they have different fears. They have different
2: fears. I think anybody that's in love has a fear of losing the person they love. Okay, I'll go, I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I think I think it says something about whether you preach all the time, whether you've been here for 28 years or not. I think it says something about you. If you're willing to stand up in front of thousands of people and say, I'm scared of these five things, whether it relates to younger people or not. I think that it, that resonates that, that says I'm willing to be, I'm willing to be a certain way within this community. What? And, I, and when I'm looking at that, I'm like, Oh, well I, I immediately wrote down my six fears mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. were That's talking what about it. I was hoping people mm-hmm. would do.
0: I, I will say this. I. I would wear people out if every time I spoke, I just talked about everything that was wrong with, if I was so vulnerable with everything, it would just wear people out after a while. <laughs> they go, well, why the heck is he a pastor here after a while. But, you know, there's sometimes when you yeah. have to be, pro- you have to proclaim what the truth is. Sometimes yeah. you have to be encouraging. Sometimes you have to, now my job has never been the primary vision caster and that's fine. But I think when the subject matter leads itself to something where, people have, where I'm really asking people to be vulnerable within themselves, if I don't let them know that I've done it in some manner, then it's some. I think yeah. it's yeah. somewhat counterproductive. And the other thing was that I did it. I sat on my couch for like two hours and listed out what I really was fearful of. And in the end, those were the four things that I was really fearful about. Yeah. How
2: do you do that? Do you narrow it down? Do you start with... Because you're talking to like the person who probably holds wait. the most fears of anyone at I could not wait for the moment
1: I got to ask Marin,
2: Because I'm like, I'm picturing all of my fears. What you thought when he was listing his fears. Like going through this funnel. Like they'd get jammed. They wouldn't <laughs> even make it through the <laughs> funnel. How do you pare it down to like the three
0: that you shared? Well, I shared four and I pared it down by that I felt that they would be um, personal enough that people would believe me that I actually felt that way and they were broad enough that I thought it would fold people in yeah. and they were actually the four things that came to yeah. the surface. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I think everybody fears that they're not going to have enough money for the future. At some level, yeah. everybody has some that something's going to happen. But that's not, I don't live there. I don't live in that. I'd live in the in the ones that I mentioned, the one about not wanting to be a burden to my children. Mm. We, I'm so lucky, I guess or blessed or whatever. My dad is going to be 87 and he's great health and taking care of himself. And I could say that with him there. Cause he has, I've never had to, I mean, it's, I have to work to get him to stop doing what he's doing to pay attention to me sometimes. Yeah. And the, that's not, but we did have my wife's mom and, my mom and we had to take care of them and we know what that is. And I'll be honest. I don't want my children to have to deal with me in the way that I had to deal with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know that I can avoid it because I don't know what's going to happen, but everybody comes, everybody has to face those things. And I just know that it's a fear that, Mm -hmm. because I don't want that for my children. Mm.
1: So, so Maren, what, what was your, uh, what were your thoughts or your, what, what did you experience when you watched the sermon? Rat tornado. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, top of the list.
2: Spider apocalypse.
1: (laughs) Um, Rat tornado.
2: (laughs) No, I, I, I really appreciated that you gave practical steps at the end of encouraging everyone listening to make a list and to talk about it with a loved one. How practical is that? It's it's rare that you, it's, maybe it's not rare here, but it, it, it has been rare in my church life that I walk away with an immediate plan of action that I can do to help bring some calm and bring some order right. to my fears.
0: Well, I... I said, make two lists. I said, make one of your fears. And then, and this was probably the single most wonderful part of the preparation of this, that Jennifer and I just sat and named all of the ways that God had taken care of us. Hmm. And we had a way bigger list of that than Hmm. I had of my fears. And the truth was a lot of stuff has happened even in the last six months that we could not have ever imagined that God was going to do something like that Mm. and we had to put that on a list and if Mm. you don't that thing about it says that God something in the psalm says that God does this and God does that and I said well everybody it's like they said talk amongst yourselves about the way God's Mm -hmm. done this Mm -hmm. well it's things like and interestingly almost every time that God entered into the world and caused great change that Helped the Jewish people, he used his natural world to do it—floods and mm. things like water separating and then coming back together—and all of those things were important for them to continue to remember. Yes, and so he—they don't list it in the Psalms; they just say he did it, and then you got to go what, when, and then they all can talk amongst themselves. That's mm. what yeah. I say. And because my wife and I talked amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. and it's helpful to just know that, and also I. I think the thing about the siren on Fridays, people will never forget that. Because mm-hmm. it happens every week. And they'll yeah. hear it now and they'll think so. And I just wanted to give them something so that they can walk away. And at least once a week, if they're in a place where they can hear that, they'll be reminded that God is with them. And I think that's helpful.
2: Is there something that, that comes to your mind when you think about that positive list? There's the list of fears That's kind of scary. I don't really want to sit down and write those out, but I know that it would be good. I just don't want to, sometimes it's scary to just look at them on paper and face them. But the positive list of how he's come through for me in the past, Mm -hmm. I've got journals full of that stuff. Is there one that comes to your mind that you think of more frequently than others or one that, that comes to your mind that you could share how you've seen God come through?
0: Wow. I hadn't even thought about it like that. Um,
2: Cause I love going back in my journals, and it's always this feeling of like, oh yeah, hmm. how could I have forgotten about that?
0: Oh, okay, I t- I gotta be really cryptic about this.
2: That's why I asked if you could share, cause I <laughs> I know you done been brought through some stuff. But so I if think it is I shareable, mentioned,
0: I mentioned that. A number of years ago, I got sued by Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company. That was a little too specific, but okay. That's okay. (laughs) Have I told
1: the story before? (laughs) For
0: for $53 million, have I told you? Oh, my God.
3: I don't think I've heard that one. Well, it all- Get out. It all-
0: (laughs) And I can't go into details, but it all stemmed from one person's really vicious, horrific uh, actions uh, towards me and some other people- (laughs) And it's been quite a while ago. It's been about 12 or 14 years ago. Then it happened. And that guy stole a pile of money from me. And I just wrote it off. as I just lost a pile of money. He stole the money and I'll never see it. And in the last couple of months, and I was just got to be careful, a family moved here from the town where that all happened. And they started going to Grace We've become friends in a casual conversation. We were mentioning some stuff and we realized we both knew that person.
2: Mm, was it like, have I told you the one about the $53 million? <laughs> no, it was like,
0: um, they said they knew a person who had a house in a particular mm-hmm. place. And we said, we know a guy that has a house. in a particular <laughs> place. And then we talked about it. And so then those people had a social thing with, that person who robbed who stole the money and he had to come to jesus moment and he's apologized and he's paying me back wow. wow now this and it couldn't have come at a better time it couldn't have come at a better time because i know not that our heating and air conditioning system completely crapped out uh, on us like a couple of months ago mm-mm. that's why i had to it's a lot of money to buy a whole new system. Yeah. For your, for, yeah. And uh, you're looking for solar, uh, some yeah, pumps. pumps yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> suddenly God comes through to take care of us through this guy going, I need to pay you back. Mm. Wow. And it's a, it's a lot of money and it's a lot of, th- it's, it's a big thing. And I don't want to, I just, I see it. Two things. One thing, the money's secondary. The restoration of the relationship with him, yeah, is really, really special because he was my dear friend, mm. and he f- went off the wagon for a while, and yeah, it was a, it was hell. But in the end, God is redeeming it because He's, and and I was really fearful. You want to talk about being fearful? Northwestern suing you for fifty three million dollars. That's a lot of. That's
2: a lot of Mm-mm. things yeah. to be worried
0: about. Yeah. So. Anyway, does
2: that help? Oh, absolutely absolutely I'm I was I don't I can't remember who I was sharing this with the other day, but the scripture that says and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony
0: mm-hmm.
2: how important is the word of
0: their testimony the word of their testimony? Mm-hmm. Well, you know that in that time the word of an eyewitness was far more. That was the validity of something being true. In fact, I just read a really good book about the fact that anybody who's named in the New Testament means they're still alive and you can go ask them. Any story where that person who like is healed or something is not named, then they, they can't get you to that Oh, like so. when mm. it was originally written. Yes. And so if they name somebody, it's because they're still living and you can go find them and talk to them about it. And it's all about the word of their testimony. Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So when he says... Or when when the psalmist writes and essentially says, "Talk amongst yourselves," <laughs> it's share a testimony. Right, share a testimony of what he's done. Right, I think
0: that's really important. I think it's really important.
1: I I did not write that second list yet, but I have plans to, and I'm excited to, because the existence of a list like that is the answer to my number two fear, which is. I, I think I fear all the time, maybe daily. Like, what if all this stuff I say I believe is not?
0: Mm. Oh, i haven't have I said that? I, my <laughs> wife and I, about every three months, look at each other and go, we better be right about yeah. this Jesus stuff. <laughs> you know, I have like, a we're really wrong, big fear wait, yeah, of that.
1: Yeah, I understand that. Because, and so an, uh, a list like this is like a reminder, right. and mm-hmm. affirmation that stops that fear in its tracks, you know? Yeah. Um anything else about fear, Barry? What what uh I don't want to ask you guys what your fears are cuz nobody likes sharing what your fears are, but what are those things that you have journals full of marin of fears? Full, no, of like stuff that God's come through for you on. Barry, do you have that like
3: Yeah, I mean, well, that's been my story for the last 15 years. It's been facing one fear after another and then God coming through for me. There are Mm -hmm. some big existential fears that I have that (laughs) are ongoing, such as the fear that, that deep down everybody likes me, but nobody loves me. That kind of thing. Those are like the core wounding brokenness (laughs) stories of my life. You know, (laughs) those, those require God's continued uh, presence and, and words, but there are many other fears, things that used to define me, fears of, I used to be afraid of other cultures, afraid of traveling, Mm. afraid of dangerous circumstances and situations. And because of the events of my life, which some of which were within my control and some were not, I ended up having to face all of those concrete fears and watching God come through for me in ways I never would have expected developing this track record of God's faithfulness, which I can then look back on and say, wow, I used to be afraid of other cultures and now like, I don't know what my life would be like if I didn't wasn't surrounded by other cultures. And so I don't know that those are more, I don't know if that falls into the same category, but those are the kinds of things that I look back and I say every time that I've intentionally faced down a fear because God has called me to, to do that, he's come through for me. And if I remember that track record, it, it helps me when I'm facing a bigger fear, the bigger fears that are ahead of me.
1: Yeah. Well, Tim, thanks for, given us this message. Um, I think, I mean, everybody in the world has fears. Right. And I, I will think of that when I, when I hear the siren, I will think of God's armies or God's, you know, God taking care of the things that I'm afraid of. I will think of that.
0: Well, I started the sermon talking about being afraid when I was a child Mm. and I did that purposefully, Mm. So that, because I knew children would be in the room and I didn't, and I think that's probably a common fear when you're lost or you're separated from your parents or something like that. And, um, because I know that everybody has fears in it. In the beginning, I thought, well, I need to talk about what people fear. I thought, no, no, I don't need to talk about that because everybody's got, they're carrying it within them and I don't need to try to enumerate it. So. And
2: I think they vary.
0: Yeah, and they change. And I said they change with time. Mm. Um I was never fearful about my kids getting hurt or getting germs and things like that. I, my own children with their children. Good lord!
1: <laughs> called out. <laughs> called out.
0: You know, it's like I love them, but you know, it's,
1: it's just like, a pure L fest.
0: Yeah, I'd. You know, I'd rather see my grandsons in a big deep
1: hole covered with mud than yeah, to, yeah with the, yeah.
2: <laughs> I let my 14-year-old cross Allisonville on a bike for the first time. Ooh. Making big strides. Big big strides. <laughs> she would have done it like umpteen years ago, but I my fears have so restricted sure. what I've allowed my kids to go yeah. out and do and I, <laughs> it's gotten to the point where and, and I think my husband and I talk about this a lot. A lot of it is probably because of the neighborhood we lived in in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was not really the neighborhood to be like, yep, go home, come back when the streetlights turn on. It, right. it wasn't that neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm looking around at, at where we live and I see eight year olds riding their bikes everywhere. And my 14 year old is like, shut up in the she's tower like looking, of her bedroom.
3: Looking out the window. <laughs>
2: so longingly. So yeah, it's been a season of um, having to trust God, the fears don't go away for me. I still worst case scenario envision her getting hurt on her bike or it's always worst case scenario for me. The fear is still there, but I think of my grandma a lot. My grandma's in her nineties. I talk about her a lot. She's experienced, I mean, obviously she's almost a hundred years old. So she's experienced a tremendous amount of pain and hurt and loss in her life, including losing a child, but I see the strength of my grandmother. I see the faith of my grandmother and it gives me the peace within to say, I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him. I have to be persuaded and know in whom I believe. And that's why I feel like the latter half, that second list, that testimony list of what he has done, that's going to be the thing that keeps me like it kept my grandmother, mm-hmm. and should I live to be ninety something years old, I just want to be able to say I know whom I have believed, right. and I'm persuaded he is able. Yeah, he let my daughter buy a donut from the new Dunkin' Donuts, and she she didn't get hurt; she made it back <laughs> safe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he allowed it to happen. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit of music, guys. Let's. All right, um, so Tim, you. You're up first. I got a song from you and a song from Marin. This is the first time you've brought a CD into my office where it hasn't been like, treat this with white gloves. This is the only copy in existence. So tell us a little bit about what we're about to hear. You're
0: about to hear Johnny Winner on his first <laughs> record on Columbia. Um, I, was a, I was one of those kids that everybody thought was a great guitar player. Yeah. And when I was about, I don't... I don't know how old I was when that record came out, but I'd already learned to play um Sitting on Top of the World and Crossroads by Eric Clapton. You know this yeah, yeah. thing. Yes. I played uh, I'd learned to play um Hideaway off the Beano record with John Mayall. and You with, know Tyler. With Clapton and like I was way, <laughs> way down the road thinking that I was and, and this is the only only thing that I can think of that and I I might have mentioned this to one of you earlier about it, but it's like, it's like when you're 15 and you've run a 440 mile and you think you are the fastest dude on, in the world and then you find out that some guy just ran a 342. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have to lose a minute to catch <laughs> up with the people that are really doing <laughs> something? And that's exactly how I felt the first time that I heard Johnny Winter play Be Careful with a Fool. I'll never forget... Taking the record home, because I only bought it because he looked so weird on the cover. Yeah. And I noticed that Willie Dixon had played on it, and I was a Willie Dixon fan. And so I bought the record, <laughs> and I put it on, and this song came on, and I thought, oh, no. I'm nobody.
2: Just, <laughs> I just nobody. Just, just... <laughs> to be fair, I'm pretty sure that's how Clapton felt when he heard Hendrix. Maybe, yeah. That's probably, the story but, I heard.
0: But this this song, and I, <laughs> it's so rough, and I, it's so raw, but it is just so cool. And so it, it, when you're 15, I think I was 15 when I first heard this, and I thought, all right, I need to go. Th- Dad, you need to build me a woodshed.
1: <laughs> because I need to go yeah. to it. Yeah. I need yeah. to sit in Man, it. Man, I can't wait to hear the song that made you feel that way. Oh, yeah. Go <laughs> all right, ahead. here we go. Slam it on. And- This is not what I expected when I saw the guy's face on the cover.
0: Seriously? Listen to it play that good. It's just like. And you can tell this is just dead live.
2: Mm.
1: podcast is when Tim starts dancing air,
2: air guitar it's air yeah. guitar it sounds like there's a Red House Sunday over yonder that's yeah. what that sounds like so when do we
1: get to the part where it's really hard oh my goodness oh my,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs>
0: listen this <laughs> I guess you did three verses I forgot <laughs> Barry you're just the over there reading.
2: Though. Are you enjoying I'm, the I'm CD the... insert? That's yeah, it's called a CD sleeve. You like that? <laughs> What's a, a CD? D- we're the same age. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I know CD sleeves. Thank you very much cover look like he's playing this guitar?
2: I guess it's... I was telling Tim, there was a time in my life where my dad... I I guess I had been listening to something I shouldn't have been listening to, and he's like, that's it. No more secular music for you, and he took away all of my music. So I was left with...
1: We all have those
2: moments. My dad's garage cassette tape collection. That's what I was left with. So I was just... Looking for music. I needed it so badly. And I found some great things. Some things that shaped who I am as a musician. But one of the things that creeped me out was Johnny Winter's brother, Edgar, Edgar. Winter, had an album called They Only Come Out at Night. And it's just a real creepy album cover. So that's...
1: He kind of looks like he only comes out <laughs> at night.
0: You know, Johnny Winter, I think, got paid by the note. <laughs> I saw him in the gym at DePaul University. Get this. This is the the bill. It goes Emerson Lake and Palmer.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, wait. And then it's um Humble Pie, Peter Frampton, and Humble Pie uh-huh, and uh-huh. Johnny Winter. And, and, and the band was called AND and you know, I paid like $5 and we oh sat on the goodness. floor in a gym and those three bands played <laughs> and this, by the time Johnny got done, I was so dizzy I couldn't I mean it was just like <laughs> nobody that's no, just wrong. This is illegal. Oh. I
1: think, so, he can so is go, he at the, is he on your uh, Mount Rushmore
2: of guitar still? heroes? Yeah. I
0: would say he'd be on Mount Rushmore at
3: <laughs> Junior,
0: Is he's the, the, he's not
1: there anymore. He's not he's not the impressing. The, the he's thing, not the top. fourteen year about, old the, Tim.
0: The thing about him was that he, um, <laughs> he just plays so crazily cool. And if you listen to it, it's so raw. And I wanted to be able to do that. Yeah. Did you hear that right there? Yeah, you yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, leave it. <laughs> And, but because everything now is so processed down. Yeah. Yes. And, but, but, <laughs> <laughs>
3: but, um, was that auto tune or no? Oh, no, they don't have that the on there. That was a joke, guys. I'm not.
0: <laughs> I'd, say, I'd still say that Clapton in the old days was is on my list. And Hendrix, but uh, who can play like Hendrix other than Robin Trower? So it's like. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> and, but. My favorite guitar player, and I almost brought him in, is Jesse Ed Davis, who played for Taj Mahal. Mm -hmm. And now he's a slow hand, but he he is so amazing. And I never heard him do anything the same twice. But
2: a very short career, right?
0: Yeah. Well, he died of a drug overdose. Right. Yeah. But he (laughs) played. But um, yeah, that's why I said it's short. Very, very short career. But he, yeah, but Jesse Davis would it'd go there'd be Eric Clapton he'd be he'd be one of the side ones but I think Jesse Davis would be right in the middle. Of the
2: I think longevity accounts for something in this game, so I'm going Phil Keggy. still doing it.
0: Yeah, Phil's yeah, I I can see that I can see that. <laughs> I uh, I have an old dear friend who was in his band Phil Madeira.
2: Yeah. You're friends uh, with Phil Madeira oh yeah sweet friends yeah. with
0: Phil Madeira
3: who was wow. the guitar who was the guitar player for Smash Mouth
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: I'm Phil, just kidding he's yeah. probably great okay oh. or she, I don't know Phil Madeira
0: and I when Phil Madeira went to Taylor I didn't go to Taylor but I had a friend who I'd played music with and so I'd visit him at Taylor and Phil would get one of the rooms in the basement of the music building. I'd bring my Les Paul and a little amp, and he would play the piano blues, and I would play the guitar, and we'd just stay up all night and play the blues together. (sighs) And I really cut my teeth playing the blues with Phil Madeira in a room, a little tiny room with an upright Next
2: song I bring will be Phil Madeira. Next song I bring. He's an old friend. One of my favorite songs ever written is one of his. I I went to a show of his one
0: time, and he told the story about, he saw that I was there and he's telling this story and like every detail was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Oh no. I thought his story's better than what I remember reality being. So I didn't <laughs> I didn't correct him. Yeah, of course. So like, yeah. You can take certain liberties when you're storytelling. Well embellishments. I, n- I never owned a strat. And he kept talking about how I'd bring my strat, you know, and it's like I had a less Paul. I mean, that's like <laughs> that is like almost
2: sacrilegious. Yeah, I understand. What so. kind of yes.
1: animal would suggest? <laughs> uh Maren, what do you would you bring us today?
2: Um, speaking of my grandma, I brought an old spiritual that's done more upbeat, but I brought it because of the nature of the sermon this weekend, all about fear. This is Jesus Be Offense by One, Fred two, Hammond.
3: Three,
2: To so this cancel. is bass-driven it is. The bass is the melody. The bass? Yeah. Uh. You've heard this song before. I know you Not can. like this. Not like yeah. this. Yeah. your wife uh, Tyler oh, yeah. we she listen loves to this all the time to run to this song yeah we listen to this song all the time <laughs> I love Fred Hammond's voice <laughs>
1: is he still making music oh yeah. All right. So, what do you love about this?
2: You can't be in a bad mood and listen to this song. <laughs> it's just my jam. I feel like every time it comes on, my mood is just lifted. Really? Mm-hmm. And that bass. Yeah.
0: It's deep.
2: a long song, so I'd say fast forward about a minute. Fast Forward? Mm-hmm. If the listener wants more, go listen. Look it up that somewhere. That was exactly a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, let's, yeah, the drums. But, I mean, this is gospel. You don't hardly hear the organ. You don't hardly hear the piano. It's a bass and drum-driven song.
0: When I played guitar for Tyrone Gregg, and this was the kind of music we did,
2: Give me
1: more, Tyler. I hardly did anything.
2: Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. The guitar is often an afterthought. So the goal yeah.
1: is to not do anything?
2: <laughs> it's, no. a, it's a reordering of what, music, of what instrument is primary.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: The gospel is so, it's often keys driven. Mm-hmm. More often it's bass and drums driven. And the guitar is more like that old kind of R&B kind of skank. It doesn't do a whole lot.
0: You just find a little space. Little
2: diamonds. Are... Mm-hmm. Yep. Come on, give me more.
1: It, I don't know what you just <laughs> said.
2: Little diamonds. <laughs> if I'm driving and I'm listening to this song, my hands just start to move. Like this. Like this. Be a fence, Lord, all around me, Lord. to me about reggae once it could seem repetitive and boring no reggae is awesome but you don't like it gets deeper and deeper the longer it vamps on that thing so right here it's just modulating going up a bunch is, of keys
1: is this uh this is an old song yeah
2: oh yeah this is old church this is grandma <laughs> but this version of it yeah I don't know how old it is but it's been around for a while
1: So can we do this yeah and grace
2: for sure we have musicians that can do that
1: because mm-hmm. I like this this is good
3: <laughs> and if it, if you imagine everybody's moving everybody's into it like it's
2: hard to imagine because Tyler's playing it so quietly but
1: <laughs> I need to hear what you guys are saying my <laughs> sovereign
0: Nobody heard what you said it. at all. There. No, it's okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You can make some
2: noise in Houston, this place. Houston, Houston, yeah. make some noise oh, in this, this place. Is a live, this yeah. is live album? Oh, yeah. All my favorite stuff is live. I remember this. I, one of my jobs
1: in high school was uh Moody bookstore mm-hmm. down at Castleton. And I remember this being a huge deal when this came out. This, this album, this it was all album. over. It, we had like, really? Uh, yeah, corner displays everywhere. Like posters of this <laughs> of this everywhere.
2: Yeah, it's a it's it's a classic.
1: Makes me feel really old that this is a
2: classic. <laughs> <laughs> we are old, Tyler. Yeah, We're old. I understand Milo is a big fan. Oh yeah, he loves this stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he, he dances in the car to this.
2: That's awesome. Jesus, be a fence.
1: All right. Thanks for bringing that in, guys. Barry, yeah. where are we going next?
3: So, hey, we are going to, I'm I'm back. We're talking about Psalm 104. We are talking about finding, experiencing God in the natural world. His provision, his life-giving spirit. Like seeing God in nature and stuff? Yep cool yep. in in some some different ways i think it's gonna be cool because it's obviously near and dear to my heart mm. so yeah. we're gonna talk about how mind-blowing god is in his creation
1: cool um all right so what is happening all right i was gonna do this this is poetry everybody but the moment's <laughs> past all <right>. believe god <laughs> yeah. hey we didn't make it there this week Uh, okay. That sounds good. How many more weeks in the, uh, the series are we in a handful all the way through (laughs) (laughs) until August, right? August is the new, no, we're just doing
3: one. It's going to be this weekend, next weekend, the following weekend. And then we're done. Okay. All right. Never going back to Psalms again. (laughs)
1: Look forward to that. Look forward to that. All right. Marin, will you please send us out? Tim, thanks for being here. That's great. It's always awesome having you here.
2: Yeah. Awesome message. Um, yeah, I, I told somebody I think this was going to be one of our most downloadable, downloaded messages today. Yeah. It, it meant a lot to so many people.
1: Well, Good. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Do justly, love, mercy, and walk humbly with your gut.
1: And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday.